0: Welcome to the Moms Making Six Figures podcast. My name is Heidi Bartolotta. I'm your host. In this podcast, you will hear real women, real stories, and real inspiration. If you enjoy it, please subscribe. Making Six Figures, welcome to today's podcast. I'm excited to share this one with you. I had the benefit of being at the generosity event, and I did two different sets of interviews. This first one, our first five panelists, I think you're really going to enjoy listening to women talk about generosity in their lives, what it's meant in their businesses, but also what it's meant in their personal life. I think you'll take a few notes nuggets that you can pull away and apply to your business and professional life, and probably also some things that will really impact your personal life. Enjoy today's podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being here with me today. I know you guys are here for the event, and I'm really excited to, to listen to all of you speak during the event, but thank you for doing this podcast with me. I would love it if we would start down here and just have you introduce yourself and which part of the country you're from. I'm
1: Ruthie Taylor,
2: and I'm from Tacoma, Washington.
3: I'm Laura Burns, and I'm from Los Angeles, California.
2: I'm Christy Smith, and I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm Kristen Francis from the D.C.
4: metro area. And I'm Megan Tobago Simpson from Portland, Oregon. Awesome.
2: So
0: you're all here for an event about generosity, and I would love to start out by just having one of you dive in and talk to me about how has generosity impacted your business, but outside of your business, how has it impacted your life? Because I, I know that those overlap a lot for all of you, um, but take a minute and just talk to me about that.
3: One of you. I can, ju- I'll jump in. Um, uh, I grew up in a family where giving back of your time and your treasure was always a part of it. And so that was just ingrained. And then as I got older, Being pulled in society in different directions, I realized one of my grounding forces is that volunteerism and then asked my husband and I and our team asked, how can we do it on a higher level? And that's where we really took it to the next level. Um, I think when you see some, a need or you're exposed to a need, you don't forget that need. So it's hard to just look the other direction. So when you get involved with a nonprofit or a charity that really means something to you, it just continues to grow and it's the domino effect from one to the next. Mm -hmm. And really that for our business, um, it started with first being involved with nonprofits, partaking in nonprofit events, throwing nonprofit events and inviting clients to be a part of it, inviting our team to be a part of it and watching that grow. And then to the next level, which was starting our own nonprofit. And that's that really seeing where that ripple effect is and what the, kind of freedom and flexibility that provides us in parallel to our business, as well as our big thoughts and um, ideas of giving back is it's, it's pretty exciting because it's unstoppable.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm going to come back to each one of you and ask you how it's impacted your family life too. So think about that because I know with your children. Like one of the things that I love is our children are watching us, right? Mm-hmm. And how have you seen that impact them? So I'll come back with that question, but I want to prime it for you.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you, think you want to go?
1: Yeah, I, <clears throat> for me, I, I think I kind of grew up in the scarcity mindset, and I my husband uh, grew up in an abundance mindset. His his family um, was a missionary. He grew up on the mission field with nothing. Like people dropping off groceries. Um, and so when we met, I saw generosity. Just he—that's it's, it's, the only way he lived. And for me, it wasn't so natural. I—I I, I mean, to be honest, generosity is hard for me. Every time I did give out of discipline, but I didn't do so with a joyful heart. So to speak. <laughs> um, and anytime my husband would be like, "Hey, I would like to write a check to this," how could I say no? Right? Like I—I I, I just saw that generosity that really impacted me, um, to the extent where I I saw it impact my children. And I think that discipline of doing it, giving when I didn't want to, but seeing the impact is really what shifted my mindset. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's funny. I, both my kids, one is like, she would give the shirt off her back. And the other one, you know, like we're part of World Vision. We have the kid that we sponsor. And like when it was his birthday, my youngest wanted to empty her piggy bank. and The other one was like, I can, I can see just some personality differences that more kind of aligns with me. And I see how important it is to model to her generosity and the impact that it can not only have on her life, but obviously the impact that it makes in your community. Um, and so, for me, generosity has grown out of discipline, mm-hmm. seeing the impact in my community, in my business, and within my family. And now it is uh, it, it it's habitual. It is more of a habit. It do, it's not painful anymore. And now I'm looking at every opportunity as um, as an opportunity to give. And I'm so I'm, for me, it's been a growth journey. So I'm really proud of myself. And what we've modeled for our brokerage, because I know that there are agents in our brokerage who've never given before. Um, So it's a it I I think it's important to see that modeled. Just meeting my husband was the catalyst for me.
0: Well, and I love that you said that you were hesitant and it wasn't something that was natural for you, because I think there's probably a lot more people like that than people that grew up with this family, that that was, you know, the overarching goal of the family. I I mean, I didn't grow up in a family that was a giving family. So I appreciate that you said that. And I also think one of the things that you said is such a business lesson in that there's a lot of things that we don't, um, we don't love until we start doing Mm -hmm. and we get better at it and that's in business and life
4: in general. Right. Totally. Yeah. I think it can really become like a lifestyle, like snowball effect that you start to see the good out of it and good begets good and the way that it makes you feel when you are giving back to your community and kind of the reflection of it is like, oh, I can do so much more and really kind of push that forward or if there's a message or like a specific cause that you're really passionate about, like getting to see a little bit of change makes you or makes me at least want to make so much more change and like ignites my passion to a greater level of like, Oh, what, what can we do? Like we've done a little bit, but like it's easy to kind of get on that like road for me at least.
0: How have you seen it in your business in
4: particular? Uh, so we really focus on early childhood literacy in my business and helping um, Portland community in that way. And As someone who grew up with a lot of books, I had book access as many as I could have wanted. And when I started to learn about um, just like the families in our community who didn't have access to books and children who just didn't have books at home and were entering early childhood education without the knowledge and like understanding of how to use a book as a tool and like didn't know how to like read and didn't understand like what story time was for. That just really made me passionate about like, how do we get to build home libraries for these children? And so that's one thing that we're doing and it just makes me excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has
0: it impacted your family?
4: Uh, well, we have an 18 month old and, um, Reading is her favorite. So when I like she walks around the house, like carrying books and she climbs into our laps and like with a bunch of books and brings them over and is constantly like interacting with books. And when I think about families who don't have lots of books at home, it makes me so much more passionate about like the bonding that. Maisie and I and Maisie and my husband have in that special like those special moments Mm -hmm. and like she'll bring over two books and give one to me and read one herself and like I'll start reading she's like no 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 (laughs) like we're sitting here parallel reading (laughs) like I didn't want you to read that story we're both gonna look through our own books so it's seeing that in my own like life has like ignited that fire so much more.
0: And there's so many amazing organizations out there, I would not have even thought this is, and my daughters used to do
4: the same thing and,
0: and it opens up the world.
4: Yeah. Right. We talk a lot about, there's a concept of bread and roses. Like everyone's life should be filled with like the things that nourish your body, but also that nourish your soul. And so it's like finding that balance within your own business. If you are giving like, Oh, okay. We, we need to nourish people on like a day-to-day sustenance level, but also like life is about the beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And so like, how do you also get to enrich folks' life that way?
5: I love that. Thanks. It's so funny and I'm nowhere near as articulate as Megan in that, (laughs) but I think that the finding my true purpose, it was in the dump in Mexico, if you must know, Um, but finding my true purpose in life inspired me to keep getting up and working because- Mm the brutal journey of becoming a leader is the hardest thing I've ever done. brutal, Man, it was so painful. It's beautiful in the end, but, um, just being able to get up and, and go slay another day and understanding why I was doing that for the people who are working in the dump in Mexico. And, Mm. and ironically that folded into my family life because my 10 year old came with me on my last mission trip to Mexico. So he got to see, what it's like to, to not have anything. Mm-hmm. And I grew up as a have-not. I was the one receiving the the hand-ups, right? And uh, so my kids are not because we've done very well. And so it's really difficult to figure out how to establish the real value of a dollar mm-hmm. for a kid who wants for nothing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was really amazing to bring him back to Mexico and have him roll up his sleeves and, and get his hands dirty and realize how much We have. Mm -hmm. This is totally
0: an aside, but Mexico brought up. I um, took my older daughter to Africa two years ago, and I think it was probably one of the most impactful things in her life because we were in a village where they had multiple wives. and um, Maasai. Yeah, and it was very, very eye-opening for her because I always say, as a female being born in the U.S., even without wealth, you won the birth lottery, right? And I always say this to them and they just roll their eyes at I me, mean, you know. But for her to see it firsthand, to your point, there's nothing that that. That can impact in that way, so I can only imagine. And as person. Laura said,
5: you you can't unsee it. Yes. You can't forget those people. Yeah. I know them yeah. by name, and I know mm-hmm. if I don't get up and create an abundance of wealth, those people are not going to have what they otherwise would have had. Mm-hmm. So I wake up and I put my two feet on the floor, and I'm like, "Get after it!" Mm-hmm. It's
4: finding that, mm-hmm. yeah, finding that puzzle piece to make it all. Get up gives you the energy, yeah.
2: Yeah. So for me, generosity started as a kid. My mom had the envelope system. <laughs> and I know it sounds hokey, but I am so good with money. And it started with the you know allowance, $10. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, a dollar went to church or to the tithe. And then, you know, your are $3 for savings mm-hmm. and, you know, the envelope system. And then, you know, when the plate would get passed at church, you know, I would give my own money, you know, mm-hmm. to God mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And so I did marry someone that I met in my church. And so, you know, we've always had charity as part of our budget, you know, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, if you don't write it down and have a goal, then it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I think this is probably more important to my husband, but he believes that, and I've totally adopted this now, is that the tithe, which just means sort of giving to faith-based anything, mm-hmm. whether it's missions or church, is the tithe. And so the 10% mm-hmm. off the top, and then any other giving is Above and beyond that. So, my uh, above and beyond that has been United Way because they're kind of the stockbroker of the needs in our community, is kind Mm. of how I think of giving to them. But one of the things that I did and our team has done is done their poverty simulator. I mean, I will tell you, it is fascinating where you show up, you draw a person, and then you do within, I don't know, a half day, you live a week of their life. And so you have to navigate the bus schedule, three different buses to get to work, you have a flat tire. I mean, just everything that can happen in someone who struggles with poverty that you just don't think of in your daily life. Mm-hmm. Like we see, you know, Haiti on TV or, you know, real poverty on TV, but you don't think about what poverty really looks like in your backyard. You know, mm-hmm. we think of maybe reduced school lunches or something, mm-hmm. but to really draw a name and be, you know, Susie for a day with her kids and, it was just very eye-opening. The daily um, struggle of being—I've never in heard poverty. of that. Yeah, I feel I know, like this is man. something that everyone should do. <laughs> yeah, I just great. see
5: myself sleeping on a metal grate.
2: Yeah, and so I love to give it to United Way personally because they know they're they're in the trenches of what is the exact need and what organizations fit which needs, and they have such accountability for the organizations that they give to that I trust them for like community giving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, and I think the neatest thing that you're mentioning here is that by aligning yourself with, you know, some sort of generosity and whether it's um, financially or um, giving back in your physical time, um, you learn about other organizations. Mm -hmm. And that's the coolest thing about all of this. I think for myself, for my husband, for our team is we're being introduced to nonprofits, ways of giving back. That I never even knew existed, like you were saying in the books and whatnot, you know, and some of it's local, some of it's national, some of it's international. And I really, truly believe there's no wrong way about it. Mm -hmm. It's just about what feels right for you, Mm -hmm. for your business, what's in alignment for you and your goals. Mm -hmm. And I think starting with like your own mission statement um, of what you want to accomplish is a great way. I love that poverty it, you know, it's reverse roles. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. doing that in high school, mm-hmm. um, and just even taking away like what you're allowed to eat for the day. I mean, oh, it's just sure. so impactful. Sure.
2: But, um, 100%, 100%. I would just say, um, as I know we're in a ski area, you know, I went skiing for the first time when I was 45, you know, cursing at my parents the whole time. Like, gosh, you know, these little kids, if only you took me when I was four, it would be so easy. I'd be an Olympic skier. But I think that that's the case with everything. When you learn anything young, it is so easy. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I was young, doing the little allowance envelope system, right, so giving just became something that was part of what you did. And you don't question it when you're a kid. Mm -hmm. And so there's a great book by Adam Grant called Give and Take, and it's about givers and takers and matchers. And so I think when you start young, so all of you that are moms and parents listening, you know, starting these core values of just basic allowance, giving, Mm -hmm. it sets the stage. And so like, I can remember being in college and a girl in my dorm, you know, would like a bracelet I was wearing. I'm like, oh, do you want it? And I would just give it to her because she loved it so much. I really like your watch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it just comes out of who you are, you know. Yeah. And I think when you give just because you have a given giving mindset, yeah. then it's
4: it's just the just, way you move through exactly. the world.
2: 100 percent Yeah.
0: So let's spin that into do you think that it also puts you in contact with people that are like-minded? Because we are talking about business here, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people that are listening are, you know, business owners. So what has it done for you from a business perspective? Because it puts you in a different mental place and it puts you in a different room.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Puts us in a room with women like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Which is, is why we powerful came space. together.
5: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think there's a real hunger... Um, I'm wearing my T-shirt, Imagination Generation. In the real estate community specifically, we have an abundance of wealth. It's it's the easiest way to build wealth. And I think a lot of people do want to get involved and they do want to give back, but it's an overwhelming prospect. Where do I start? How do I do it? Do I have the time? Do I have the money? I can't organize something. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I was invited into a couple of different things. And then we just started tying uh, little charitable things into our client events. And it was just, it was a, it was a touch here and a sprinkle there. And as I got involved into some of the bigger things, it was starting to be recognized in the community. And what I found is that I'm, I'm surrounded and attracted, um, To by uh, people that are like minded, but also the opportunity to inspire other people into joyful action, Mm -hmm. and so that's been really incredible. And we, Sheena, and I uh, started Imagination Generation just to like make the easy button for people who don't know where to start with vetted nonprofits hey, get involved. We're going to give you all of the marketing materials so you can show your sphere and your community what you're doing, but also make it cool to be kind. So that's, what's really neat about all of us being here is that we get to make it cool to be kind.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's been inspiring for me, the, you know, the group of you that have come together to give today. So there's a stage behind me that you're all going to be on, but, um, It's been very inspiring to hear all of your stories. So one of the questions that I was asked all of my guests is, is there a book or a podcast? And it doesn't have to be specifically about giving, but is there a book or a podcast that you find yourself recommending on a regular basis?
3: Just one. Just one. (laughs) I know you probably have a list of them, but one. Um, I actually just finished this book and it had nothing to do. We were talking about it last night, it has nothing to do with real estate, which is or leadership or anything like that, which is odd because I feel like as leaders, owners of companies, we're constantly feeding our soul to you know learn how to do something better and pivot and whatnot. Um, but I read this book only because I listened to a podcast of, um, um, from a psychologist. She's now internationally famous. Um, and at 91, she wrote her first book at 91. And she's a Holocaust survivor. Um, the book is called The Choice, and it focuses on um, really finding your identity. And of course, there's the theme of what she's gone through. And so working through rec- um, trauma and recovery. And just finding your identity and really where your passion lies within gratitude. Uh, And I just was so moved by the fact that at 91, she had the courage and, you know, um, capability and energy to try something new, um, write a book in a language that's not her first. And, uh, and then, you know, influence the lives of others through all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just finished that yesterday. And so I would say right now to me, and I think how you can utilize that with if you're starting out in the whole idea of giving back and generosity is really finding your identity within it. What's your what's your call? What's your passion within it? You know, if you are not moved by working with the homeless or giving back in that capacity, then don't do it. Don't do it just because someone else is doing it. Right. Exactly. Find what aligns with you the most. Um, for for my husband and I and our um, team, it's it's really children, you know, um, working with children for uh, education purposes just so that the cycle is broken mm-hmm. and that they can be the next new leaders within the community. Okay. Um so I just, I think identity is really critical because we all have our tough days and to get up in the morning and face those tough days, you need to be aligned with your, your identity and your passion. Mm-hmm. And you have those five seconds as you put your feet down to say, yes, I'm going to take on the day or get, crawl back in and watch lifetime mm-hmm. shows or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Expanding on
4: that. I think it's like, try a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Go volunteer with your local shelter. Go animal shelter, human shelter. That sounded bad I'd probably edit that out. Um, <laughs> go just like try a bunch of stuff because you'll you'll find it. Yeah. And it may not be the thing that you thought it was going to be. Maybe somewhere, some road that you didn't know you were gonna go down. So just yeah, test out, test it out, test out volunteering.
2: All right, so my book is totally off topic, but it's called friends, partners, lovers, and it's a marriage book. Okay, And it's about these three roles that you play with each other as a couple. The friendship part is pretty basic, Um, but partners, I mean, you're really business partners, the millions of dollars of budgets over your lifetime that you manage together as um, partners, your your business partners, your household Mm -hmm. manager partners, your, Mm -hmm. you know, child manager (laughs) (laughs) corralling partners. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the lover's romantic piece. And it's just really fascinating because with my spouse reading this book of, you know, Oh, which one do you think like we're the best at, you know? And you know, I'm thinking, I know which one. And, you know, and my husband honestly looked at me and after reading, you think, you know, the definitions and he's like, you know, I don't really know if we're friends. (laughs) Honestly. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, now, I thought we both thought we were. But then when you read the definition of truly like, what does that really mean? And I'm like, oh, I'm not very good at this. I'm like, no, you're really not. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, but it was great. I mean, it sounds horrible, horrible the way I'm saying it, But to really go through the book and the questions and read it with your partner, I mm-hmm. thought it was great. I wish I would have read it 20 years ago.
5: I know. <laughs> I've, um, I'm, I haven't finished the book yet, but I'm into the book. It's, it's called Karma, actually. And I've been studying quantum physics for the last 10 months. And it's really all about how we're all connected and interrelated and you reap what you sow, what you put out is what you get back. And so to look into the eyes of another and see yourself and treat them with the same dignity and generosity that you would treat yourself. So I think that's really, makes you feel really, really tiny. Mm -hmm. And also that every single move you make can have a really big impact. Mm
1: -hmm. Mine would be um, David versus Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, I love the perspective of, um, you know, the whole world. It's not an equal, you know, playing field. Everybody has different backgrounds and different resources. And if we look through a different lens, like you look at just on paper, David versus Goliath, like it's clear who would win that battle and how our hardships or our, the things that we've gone through in life can be why we are successful if we just change our perspective a little. And so that book really impacted me. I love the message. I love Malcolm Gladwell. Um, And then just on a a different note. I was invited to something called the journey of generosity last year. Mm -hmm. Um, And it changed my life. Uh, If it's, it's an event, um, kind of like a small group event that happens in people's homes and they happen everywhere. So you can look at, look it up online, the journey of generosity. And if you can sit in the room and learn through the leaders, I was kind of like, when I was invited,
5: okay, okay." they're probably going to ask for money
1: at the end, you know, but it it wasn't, it was so beautiful. I learned so much and it, it it impacted the way that my husband and I gave and, and really challenged us to look at giving, um, differently. And so I recommend everyone look into that. It's called the journey of generosity.
4: Mm -hmm. And mine, I'm like not a great business book reader. I like to read primarily for pleasure, to like <laughs> kind of get out of my own head. But uh, a podcast that I listen to pretty religiously is Revisionist History. Mm-hmm. It's Malcolm Gladwell as well. And it it I like being ex- exposed to something where I have to reframe the way that I thought I understood it and the way that I thought like specific things happened or the way we were taught about history. I think that's just really important to like understand like the way that we move through the world is having a really clear picture about like stepping back and looking at it from another perspective or another angle because especially in real estate we're kind of always coming at or you can't always be coming at something from one perspective Mm -hmm. and so like teaching yourself in business to step back and look at things and then looking like taking that to a greater scale of taking like taking a step back and looking at everything for me has been pretty impactful
0: thank you I have to end it now. I'm so bummed. I wish I had another two hours with all
3: of you. Um,
0: Thank you so much for doing this. I'm really looking forward to the event today and listening to all of you speak more. So Thank Thank you. you.
3: Thank you, you, Heidi.
5: Thanks for making it cool to be kind.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Thank you for listening to the Moms Making Six Figures podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment and
3: leave a review on iTunes.
2: To learn more about Moms Making Six Figures, head over to
3: MomsMakingSixFigures.com. That's right, MomsMakingSixFigures.com.